a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. Use weapons that level entire area, scarier than... All right, so our run of Star Wars characters continues here on the Million Dollar Plan. I, of course, am uh, Pete the Planner. I am not a Star Wars character. Uh, but our guest is uh, today, uh, we, we choose fake names, right? And so today, uh, fake name Ray uh, joins us now on the phone. Uh, Ray, uh, welcome to the Million Dollar Plan. Hi, Pete. Thanks for having me. Did you choose your fake name, or was that assigned to you by one of my producers? I chose my fake name. So you're a big fan of The, uh, the Force Awakens, no? I am a fan. I also have three boys that are even bigger fans than I am. Me too. It's so good. Have you seen the new one? Have you seen uh, Rogue One? Have you seen that movie? Oh, yeah. How do you feel I really about that? that one. Yeah, I do too. Different. Different. You knew what was yeah, going to happen. Yeah, it was kind of like, right. It was almost more like the old movies. I, I appreciated it. Me too. Well, speaking of appreciated, I appreciate you being on the, the show today. What are we doing? Like, why are you on? What, are we, what are, problems are we trying to solve? Well, so recently I inherited some money from a family member that passed away. Okay. Um. And overall, I'd say in my financial life, I'm more of a late bloomer <laughs> as far as saving and getting ready for the future. I worked a, a series of jobs without any um, any types of retirement offered. So now I'm at this point where I would like to start thinking about my future, but I also have this large chunk of money, um, which is $480,000. Wow, that's a lot of money. And so not pesos. I mean, we're talking 480000 American dollars. American. Is it free and clear? Do you have any taxes on that? Are you good to go? No. Nope. Nope. It was from life insurance, so it's all, my understanding, free and clear. All right. Can I ask you one million questions now? Yes. All right. So let's learn about your life. You are uh, 39 years old. Uh, who's in your household? Who's there? What do we got? Uh, my husband, who's okay. 36. Okay. And then three boys, and one's 10. And then I have twins that are eight. Oh, my. Now, what is your household income right now? So I looked at our 2016 taxes, and I ended up taking a bunch of time off due to this um, death in the family. So our, let's see, our gross was around 134. Okay. I think we've got that on the screen. Let's pull that up. There we go. Uh, yeah. But 134, your your net monthly income on that is about 8400 a month. Now, what what has that income provided you? I mean, so prior to getting $480,000 of an inheritance, this money had done something. It looks like it's certainly contributed to a pretty healthy retirement. Yeah, I haven't, this money is just hanging out there in no man's land right now. I haven't invested it anywhere currently. I, um, but you're, what I'm going is the, forget, ignore that money. We'll get there. We'll get to the 480. Yeah, but, okay. But so let's say it never happened. You still have over $290,000 set away for retirement. And has that just been a byproduct of you and your husband uh, putting money away out of yeah. your... Okay. Correct, yeah. Um, and out of the 134000 how does that split between the two of you in terms of income? Um, so this last year, my husband, he's, his uh, salary is pretty much set. He's around 84000 
I work as a, a variable employee, okay. and so it just however much I work is how much I make. So this last year, my gross was fifty, but I would say typically it's between sixty-five and seventy-five. Now, prior to getting the four eighty, uh, what do you what, what did you think about financially on a month-to-month basis? Were things comfortable? Were you stressed? Were you paranoid? Like, how did you uh, deal with your financial life? I would say comfortable. Okay. Um, but not a lot of extra money for doing, I don't know, fun stuff. We like to travel and recreate, so we do that more on budget style, which sure. is fine. I don't mind that. Doesn't bother me as long as you're not going into debt over it. And from a from a debt standpoint, you've got twenty eight grand in student loans. You've got three thousand dollars at zero percent on a credit card, uh, and then you've got a couple houses: one you live in, one you rent out. So debt doesn't seem like it's a big issue for you. No, but it, it's not an issue right now. But I I guess as far as in terms of the future and being prepared for the future. Um, both my husband and I have jobs that are relatively stressful. They're not jobs you'd want to take through until retirement if you don't have to. Sure. So our idea was to kind of uh, be able to make a career change to something more mellow around the age of 50 or 55. Now, now so where we're going. Yeah. I guess where I'm going with where that, we're at, too, right? is, sorry about I keep in, I keep walking on you. <laughs> no, no. You go ahead. Uh, Ask so, your question. Yeah, no. So I'm guessing that 480 influences what you just said exactly it has to i mean it would for yeah. me it would for anybody right so yeah i guess the goal then becomes like how much should it influence and i'm if, if i'm if i'm trying to jump ahead here for a second we're trying to say how can 480 accomplish that career goal and still provide the biggest longest term impact on your life yes i would agree all right, so let me let me sniff through some other things here. You only have eight thousand dollars in a savings account. It seems pretty low for everything you've got going on. Can you help me understand that a little bit? Yeah. So I, I we keep separate checking accounts, and we both contribute to a family account. So I actually have we have a savings account that has eight thousand in it. I try and keep my checking account at a minimum of eight thousand because if I have to take time off of work, I don't get paid time off or um, anything like that. So that's like my backup fund. Okay. And, so if I dip below 8000 in my account, then I'm not stressed, but I just like to have at least seven or 8000 How much are you contributing to the, that amount on a monthly basis, or is it more coming well, down as opposed to going up? Yeah, it would be more going down. Okay, so that's just a lot. Like, to your point, you save for lifestyle things, um, and then you consume the money for the lifestyle things. Uh, I don't right. feel like we have a spending issue. I mean, if we're being 100% transparent, which why wouldn't I be? You have $3,000 on, on a credit card um, at 0% interest. It's not the end of the world. I'd prefer you not to have it. Um, yeah. But I'd say you live pretty much within your means. I'm not going to say all the way within your means, but pretty much. Would, would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Okay. So now the I big... Like to save, I, I prefer to save in advance if I'm going to purchase something. Now the big distraction, $480,000. Um, so was it someone on your side that passed away or someone on your husband's side that passed away? Yeah, it was my side of the family. And so uh, in that situation, do you feel any connection to this idea that people uh, you know, deal with of uh, 
Well, they would have wanted me to do this with the money. Do you get caught up in that? Is that a thing for you? No. No, I try to just keep more on the, uh, the path of choosing wisely. How does, I'm jumping around here, but you got the 10 year old and the twins that are eight college. Is that, is that on the radar? Is that important? What's, what do you think? Yeah, it is. And I would love to be able to, um, fund their education if they choose to go to college, which I hope they do, but they, they all have, um, a five two nine account in the state of Utah. We live in Colorado. Okay. And I, my oldest son actually has a small 529. When he was born, we lived in Colorado, moved to Utah, but now we're back in Colorado. Um, but the Colorado accounts were not as um, efficient as the Utah 529 accounts. And so then you, how much, about what's the balance of those accounts? Do you know? You know, at, right now um, my desktop is down. And so I think they all have, I don't know, not that much, maybe around... 7,000 in the 8-year-old's accounts and 10 or 11 in the 10-year-old's accounts. Okay. So here, here's the situation we find ourselves in. No matter what we do with the $480,000, it is likely to impact how much student loan, uh, or pardon me, how much student aid your children get at, reti- at college, right? Because mm-hmm. you've got a giant right. asset that's not a retirement asset. So... Um, it's either going to be a burden somehow. I know that sounds crazy to say $480,000 is a burden, but from a college right. funding standpoint, it kind of is. Um, that which, which is to say, it's likely you're going to be expected to pay for college outright. Uh-huh. Um, now, they'll be able to get some aid, but you're not going to get any need-based aid. And, and so I think, not, not that you would have prior to the 480, but you just need to eliminate that altogether. Uh, unless the 480 yeah. somehow disappears between now and then, uh, you're going to be paying full price <laughs> for college. Okay, right. Uh, you know, good, bad, or otherwise, that's that's reality. So, um, a hundred. If you cut back your jobs to a, a level that is less stressful, what does that look like from an income standpoint? You're at 134 now. What, what would two different jobs look like? You know. That's a good question. I don't know if they'd be end up being more of a seasonal job. Maybe like um, seventy five to a hundred thousand. Okay, as a household. Mm-hmm. And I guess that from the I, t- yeah the timing of this too, your kids would pretty much be in or out of college when this income change occurs, right? Yeah, and that's kind of the goal. Like you know, get them through those years of college, and then be able to dial back a bit. How long are your mortgages on your two properties? They're both 30 years. Okay. And one we recently refinanced just because it had a uh, mortgage insurance on it. So that saves us $200 a month not having that anymore. Sure. Yeah, this is this situation is... Uh, people are hearing it and they're watching it on PeteThePlanner.tv and they're thinking, wow, must be nice. But I'm guessing you don't really feel that way. Uh, no, not exactly. And well, one, you lost a loved one. And two, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of a burden here. I'm not going to go like puffy, more money, more problems on you. But we, it does create some challenges because your natural reaction is you become paralyzed by the 480000 bucks, and you don't want to do anything with it, right? That's exactly where I am. <laughs> so what we need to do is to come up with a plan that is flexible and that moves you forward. Because if we keep doing what you're doing now, nothing positive will come from it. You'll have stability, but guess what? You already have stability. So it's just a complete waste. Um, right. 
Now, what, what's interesting is you're putting away a pretty good chunk of money a month right now. You're putting $2,100 and change away for retirement right now, combined with your $290,000 of long-term assets. That actually has your, um, your million-dollar day. We, we already know that. So your million-dollar day is September 29th, 2026. On September 29th, 2026... You will be a million. And that has nothing to do with your 480000 by the way. Okay, good. Okay, so ignore ignore that. Now, the challenge with that, of course, let me double check that number. I'm feeling good. Yeah, 298. Yep, that's right. Uh, the challenge with this is that if you decide to step away from your job at 50, 51, 55, it affects the long term. We even have at age 67, We uh, your age 67, you'll have $5.4 million, and this does not include the $480,000 of, of, of inheritance. You'll have $12,600 of monthly income available to you at age 67. But after inflation, that's going to feel like $6,320 a month. So we know if nothing changed in your life, and by nothing, I mean you didn't stop contributing the $2,100 a month to retirement, your reality is what I just stated. You'd have over $6,000 a month of retirement income in today's dollars, and you'd have north of $5 million set aside, and we've still ignored your inheritance. Okay. Which is to say... I find that hard to believe, but well, I mean, you did the math. I did, I, did, I did do the math. It is hard to believe, right? <laughs> Number one, when someone yeah. says you're going to have $5.4 million 28 years from now, it feels like monopoly money, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It does feel like BS, and, and everyone it's should know... Money. I use an 8% rate of return primarily because um, that's what the market has returned uh, over time. And over the last 30 years, the market's returned 10.35, but I'm showing 8% when I do these illustrations. Um, so, Ray, what I'm saying is long-term, you're okay. I'm not worried okay. about your long-term. Your short-term is a little weird, but it's hard to say it's weird when you have 480 grand under your mattress, you know? Yeah. So right. how, it's, it's nice to know it's there. How do we enhance your midterm is, is the real question here. It's, it's weird. Everyone's got a different problem, problem on this show. Yours is not long-term. Yours is not short-term. But how do we use $480,000 to accomplish a period in your life that is probably 8 to 15 years away? That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. It, let's think of it this way, too. If, if that $480,000 went away tomorrow what would be your financial problem in the next 30 years? I would say just continuing to save money for retirement, but also continuing to have uh, what I would consider a fun lifestyle. Okay, Being so you, yeah, balance travel is Travel and recreate, yeah. We live in Colorado. There's so much to do. Do you have a, an, a Subaru? I feel like 90% of people I have a Subaru. I do. You do? <laughs> I totally nailed it that. Outback? <laughs> It's a 1993, no, no, it's Forster. a 93 Legacy Wagon. Legacy Wagon. It's my townie. It doesn't come on the highway. Do you have Tevas? No, I have some Chacos. Man, I'm totally stereotyping people from Colorado. <laughs> it's so fun to do. Uh, do you, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, okay, so, um, all right, so, so what you just said to me is if you didn't have the 480000 your challenge would be balance. And your challenge would be trying to keep up your ability to save $2,100 a month for retirement. Yeah. And you didn't mention college. And I'm not judging you for that. But it's interesting that you didn't mention college. Is it because you had student loan debt? Is that why? Yes. I, 
Well, I, my parents paid for my first degree, okay. which I have to say was a great life experience, but in the workforce, pretty much useless. And then <laughs> I paid for my second bachelor's degree, which is now I'm, I'm an RN right now. So okay. That's what my 20000 is from. Nice. Uh, and then did your husband have any student loan debt? He has, well, his is 8000 Okay. Oh, so yours is twenty. his is eight. Uh, With no degree to show for it, but... Yeah, that's always tough, right? But it's it's worked out all right. Yeah, it has. Um, All right, so let's think about this 480. To me, anytime you've got a non-retirement, because it's a non-retirement asset, it's not limited, um, meaning you can use it prior to 59 and a half. When we say non-qualified or non-retirement, it means there's really no restrictions to it. Hell, it's cash, right? It's just cash. Right. Uh, Where is it sitting, by the way? and, And what's the account number? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, what, <laughs> is it in a savings account or is it like in a, a, a life it's insurance a, passbook account? Through my employer, um, they use Fidelity Investments. Okay. And so I just dumped it all there. I can move it wherever I want to, whenever I want to. It's just sitting there doing nothing. Do you have a financial advisor? Well, I visited with a couple <laughs> of them. Yeah? How'd that I go? I have one. Well, they want me to put it all into their accounts. Of course they do. I mean, which didn't feel right to me. I mean, I and I human hawed over it for a while, and I just ultimately didn't feel like it was right what they were telling me. So then nothing. Yeah, I mean, and and to be fair, and I I say this with all due respect, you may not know if what they said to do is right or not. It might be right. Right. You know, that's yeah. that's the ch- it's just different, right? Why it feels wrong is because you've never had four hundred eighty thousand dollars to hand anybody. No. Yeah, this is interesting, right? Because you're trying to get balance and peace by leveraging the $480,000 both now and 11 to 15 years from now. That's a, it's not a bad goal. It's just an unusual goal that we're going to have to get our brain around. Yeah. And I had one thought was is dumping a large chunk into each kid's 529. And just letting that sit and brew. I mean, I guess you could continue um, adding to their accounts. I don't know. I don't know how much is enough to have in a five to nine by the time a child's eighteen. Well, there, there's a couple factors. Number one, that can make some sense from a growth standpoint because you're going to get tax deferred growth in that account. But it depends. Mm-hmm. Since you're contributing to a Utah account, you don't have Colorado accounts, right? You have Utah accounts. You know, they yeah. There's actually a new. Um, 529 account in Colorado that's a little bit better. Utah uses index funds and they have good growth and so I feel like it's just more efficient that way. Um, but the one, the 529 that I have currently in Colorado, it has a, a big um, expense ratio to it. So I didn't want to contribute anymore to that one. Look at you looking all looking at the expense ratios and the index funds. You know more than I do. Well, no, you don't. But that's I've been, really good. I've been learning. I love it. Now, um, how about... Um, are there any tax benefits to the Colorado plan? I'm looking right now online trying to find it. Do, do you know if there's any? Well, tax? since I haven't contributed to it in a long time, I don't know. But I think that there is, and I think that there's actually a relatively high maximum yeah, that there, you can contribute. There's usually a high maximum on all of them. Um, here, here's what I would consider. Number one, I think it can make some sense to make annual Roth IRA deposits for both you and your husband. Okay. okay, so um, I think the raw, I, I, these are the things I should know. I, I think 5,500 is the max based on your age. Um, yep. 
So 5,500 for you, 5,500 for him. So that's 11,000 for 2016, 11,000 for 2017. And basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to move this money, uh, this non-qualified money into a qualified fund, which still has some flexibility. So uh, honestly, over the next near future, <laughs> 10 years, uh, I would move yeah. $11,000 a year over and, and get it with some better tax treatment. Okay. And that's what I did. That's the way I did last year for 16. I just automatically took whatever the remainder that I could finish to get to 5,500 and put that in the account. And I haven't done it yet for this year, but I was just going to plop 5,500 in my IRA, my Roth. Yeah, and it should go for both you and your husband so you can get that max. Now, is that 2,100 a month okay. that you are putting away? Is any of that Roth money right now? Um, my husband puts away 300 into a Roth IRA a month. Okay, so conceivably, then one of you, if not both of you, would have to increase, consider increasing your retirement plan contributions at work. Uh, if yeah, you, and you know. we both put away, right, I, I make mine flexible. So right now I think it's at 34%. He has, And I have a 7% match. He has his one account is at 11% with an 11% match, and then he has an additional... Does he have 403 or 457? I think he does an additional 15% of that. Okay. That's solid. I mean, uh, so of that 480, I, I think getting 11,000 out a year is a good way to go. And for that matter, based on whatever the tax treatment of 529 contributions are in Colorado, um, you might want to consider doing a similar process there. If nothing else, just the to get that money process. Growing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you do your taxes yourself or do you as an advisor do them? I had an advisor last year do them, and I probably, because of all this, will have an advisor for this year. That's a great tax question to ask them of, like, what's an effective strategy? Uh, f uh, because and it's because it's all very dependent on what the state tax laws are for 529s, which I just don't know them. Yeah, so rather than putting just a giant lump sum of money in each account, maybe just a yearly contribution. You could do that, and but I would, again, I would be some, it's a, it's a delicate balance. You want flexibility. Okay. You, you want a, somewhat of a modest contribution if you're going to dump in a lump sum uh, to the kids' accounts. Because to your point, if, if one of the three or two of the three don't go to college, you don't want to get left holding the bag uh, with right. too much money in those accounts. It's a, it's a delicate mix. Now, do you have a health savings account? We don't because we have actually used our health insurance over the last few years. Okay. And so if we had the high-deductible plan... We probably would be in debt right now. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Self-awareness is important. Um, yeah. <laughs> so here's a question that I don't want to forget because we're, we're running a little low on time. Okay. Do you have your legal documents taken care of? Because having that much money with no legal documents would, would keep me up at night. Um, I should get them taken care of. You're right. That's yes. a good way to say it, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, do that, please. I mean, and, and again, I know you're on this show to get some direction and some step-by-step -step stuff. So, so far, here's where we got your steps. We got max out Roth IRA contributions indefinitely. We've got uh, get your will taken care of. Do you have life insurance in place as well? I do. Mine's, I think, 500000 and my husband has some through his employer plus an additional, and I'm not sure, but it must be around there. Yeah, I mean, so I think what's fascinating about this, if you want to lessen the stress come 11 to 15 years from now, I think all you're going to need to do is to continue to figure out a way to contribute to retirement then what you, mm -hmm. then compared to what you were doing now. 
And if you can do that, your retirement's fine. You're going to be de-stressed. But if I'm being honest with you, having three kids in college at the same time will be the most stressful moment of your financial life. Yeah, I can't even imagine how much that's going to cost, actually. And we could figure it out, but the point is it would seem like fake money. But I, I, I'm pretty low-key when it comes to financial stress at home. But when I think about my kids in college at the same time, it freaks me the hell out. You know, right? It's a lot, and they'll have to be getting braces in the next few years here, which I think is approximately five grand per child. But. See, look at that. I mean, they're just they're just costing money. I would tell you this. I think the big issue here is if you leave the 480 in just a giant cesspool of money, you will find reasons to do stupid crap with it. Mm-hmm. You just will. I mean, you'll you'll say, look, yeah. let's go to Paris. Let's go to. I mean, not that Paris is a bad place, but you know what I mean. You'll just do dumb it stuff. It could happen. I know, right? Take me, but I'll watch the kids and then I'll go out on the town. Uh, so, so be careful there. Like, put some constraints in place. You know, even a financial advisor would be very helpful for you because what they could help you do is to say, we're going to take two hundred thousand dollars of the four eighty, and we're going to we're going to invest it for the next ten or fifteen years. That's our time horizon. This is our risk tolerance, and this is the tax sensitivity. And that it would behoove you to do that. It, it, okay. it really would. Don't don't think of 480 or nothing. Like take 200 here, okay. 100 there, and then just know over the next several years you're going to be popping 1100 away or 11,000 away into into those Roths. Okay, so just leave that in the more of a easy to access account. What? That, no, that's, you know, that's kind of. Like, yeah, I mean, not of. too easy. Not too easy because <laughs> I, I want well, this to give you I'm, peace, but I don't want it to encourage stupid. Right. I'm good with saving money. Like, I, I would like to pretend that I don't have this money, but That's I also would like it to grow at the same time. Well, which is why you need to partition parts of it. I mean, partitioning yeah. 250 even. And, and and that's tough. You're going to have to grow to trust a financial advisor. Take this conversation to the financial advisor and say, I want to make sure I'm doing the Roth. I got to make sure I do my will. And here's 250. What can you do for me? Um, you got. You have to put in artificial constraints here, or this, this will not be pretty. Fifteen years from now. Okay. What kind of advice do you have on picking a financial advisor? Um, it's tough. You're going to have to really uh, jibe personality-wise. I would interview mm-hmm. two to three. Um, I would look for the person that doesn't go for all the money, not to set up little fake tips and tests for them, but um, sort of lay out your situation the way you just laid it out to me. And they should only go for 250 as a chunk, uh, because to go for 480 and invest 480 actually just doesn't even make any sense. Um, right. So just you know, you're kind of sniffing out that greed, and you're likely you're going to use a fee-based advisor, which would cost you approximately four uh, about five thousand dollars a year or so in fees. So just understand that. Okay. If they invest 250, it'll cost you 2,500 in fees. And that'll be out of pocket okay. or out of the, the, those accounts. So just be cognizant of that. Okay. All right. Anything else? I got to wrap. Anything else from you? Um, no, I'll probably email you at some point with some more questions, though. I hope so. I hope you do. Well, good luck. Uh, you can do it. Just keep the money away from yourself and don't sit on it in cash because you will regret it. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure, Ray. All right. That's another episode of The Million Dollar Plan. If you want to be on the show, be on the show. Go to PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Apply to be on. We will have you on. Will I always be dressed this nice? Probably not. 
going to a funeral today. That got dark. Anyway, that's all we have for this week. Uh, be on the show. And that way you can never worry about money again. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money life, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. Log on. This is for information purposes only. Not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings Take from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings, uh, salutations. How you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol, stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, and beats I burn, I burn, I burn. This I adjourn, and beats I Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? 